Should Latinos be considered a race? By Geraldo Cadava. In January, the Office of Management and Budget posted notice of proposed changes to the federal government's standards for collecting data on race and ethnicity. On the past five censuses, respondents were asked whether they are, or are not, Hispanic or Latino. This is the so-called Hispanic origin question. The census also asked a separate question about their racial identities, and respondents were able to choose American Indian or Alaska Native, Asian, Black or African American, Native Hawaiian or other Pacific Islander, White, or some other race. Under the new proposal, they would be asked a combined question, what is your race or ethnicity? Potential answers would now include Hispanic or Latino and Middle Eastern or North African. Census takers could check as many boxes as they'd like and provide as much additional information as they'd wish, such as whether they're Navajo, Samoan, Ghanaian, Moroccan, Scottish, and also report multiple Hispanic groups such as Mexican and Puerto Rican, or Colombian and Guatemalan. The proposed change intends to address a dramatic shift in how Latinos, in particular, have identified over the past couple of decades. In 2000 and 2010, the Some Other Race category was the third-largest race group, behind white and black. In 2020, it became the second-largest race group, behind white and ahead of black. The overwhelming majority of SOR responses, an estimated 94%, came from Latinos, making it hard to determine with precision what the racial composition of the Latino population was. All the data proved was that a significant percentage of Latinos didn't see themselves reflected in any of the options. Sign up for the daily. Receive the best of the New Yorker every day in your inbox. Email address. By signing up, you agree to our user agreement and privacy policy and cookie statement. Census Bureau research demonstrated that a combined race and ethnicity question would dramatically lower the percentage of Latinos who check the SOR box, so the Bureau encouraged the OMB to change its standards. At first, Latino advocacy organizations resisted the change, their predecessors in the 1960s and 70s had fought for the two-part question as a solution to the undercount of the Latino population. But Census Bureau research also showed that a combined question would not lower the Latino population count and would, in fact, improve the collection of data on Latinos of all racial backgrounds. Slowly, the largest Latino advocacy organizations came along. The OMB hoped to approve the change in time for the 2020 census, but the effort stalled during the Trump administration. Finally, in March 2022, more than 100 organizations, including major Latino civil rights groups, revived the campaign for the combined question. In a letter to the OMB's director, Shalanda Young, they argued that the revision is critical to ensuring that the U.S. Census Bureau can fulfill its mission to produce full, fair, and accurate data on our nation's population and economy. The revision is also essential for the administration's efforts to improve our federal data collection infrastructure and advance equity in federal action. Not all Latinos saw it that way. In the months since the OMB's announcement, a coalition of Afro-Latino organizations has argued that a combined race and ethnicity question would homogenize a decidedly non-homogeneous community and marginalize Latinos of African descent. 
Its leaders include Nancy Lopez, an Afro-Dominican sociologist at the University of New Mexico, Tanya K. Hernandez, a professor at Fordham Law and the author of Racial Innocence, Unmasking Latino Anti-Black Bias and the Struggle for Equality, and Gesnerth Josue Perea, the executive director of the Afro-Latinate Forum. For a long time, the dominant thinking about Latinos was that they complicated the black-white binary that has defined race in the United States. Recently, though, some Afro-Latinos have argued that Latinos have reinforced it. There are black Latinos and white Latinos who each experience the world differently. Lopez has argued that Latinos' different experiences stem from their street race, meaning how they are perceived when they walk down the street. For Lopez and her allies, it defies logic that all Latinos would be counted as members of the same race. Now we're just gonna mix race, ethnicity, and origin, everything, she told me. It's all the same. We're all the same color. No, that's not the reality. And to say otherwise is to eradicate our ability to document inequities based on what you look like. Lopez and her allies worry that, when faced with a clear choice between black, white, and Hispanic or Latino, a good number of Latinos will choose only one box, which would perpetuate the historical undercount of Latinos. They also don't like that, under the black or African-American checkbox on the proposed combined question, only African, Anglophone, and Francophone Caribbean countries of origin are listed, Haiti and Jamaica, for example. Similarly, respondents who identify as white would have the option to check German, Irish, or English, but not Cuban or Argentinian. More broadly, Lopez and other opponents are inclined to see the proposed change as a zero-sum game, in which the Afro-Latino minority is once again sacrificed to appease the mestizo Latino majority, who may feel better represented by the Hispanic or Latino designation. To the coalition, this seems out of step with the moment, the murder of George Floyd, in 2020, sparked tensions but also led to the expression of solidarity between Latinos and African Americans and within black and non-black Latino communities. The group says that it's asking the Census Bureau only to do no further harm, as Lopez has put it. Two of the lead designers of the research and proposed changes, Nicholas Jones and Roberto Ramirez, of the Census Bureau's Population Division, countered that a combined question will lead to better data on race and ethnicity, including for Afro-Latinos. They and their team spent more than a decade testing the proposed change, with the 2010 Census Race and Hispanic Origin Alternative Questionnaire Experiment and the 2015 National Content Test, both of which had combined questions. Ramirez described the 2015 test as the largest ethnicity and race content test we ever conducted at the Census Bureau, with over a million housing units sampled. Ramirez shared a table that is buried toward the end of an almost 400-page report on the 2015 test, which compares responses with separate and combined race and ethnicity questions. It shows that Afro-Latinos responded to the combined question in basically the same way that they responded to the separate question, with only small variations depending on whether respondents were asked to provide more detail in write-in areas or whether they could provide more detail by checking boxes. Detailed checkboxes performed a little bit better than write-in areas. He added that, through an extensive origin code list, the Census Bureau now tracks more subgroups than ever before, including more than 80 designations that apply specifically to Latinos. 
This features obvious ones such as Mexican, Puerto Rican, and Cuban, but also Chapin, from Guatemala, Zonian, from the Panama Canal Zone, Araco, from Chile, Taino, indigenous from the Caribbean, and Garifuna, Afro-indigenous communities primarily from Honduras and Belize. Ramirez's point was that there are plenty of different ways that Latinos, and also Afro-Latinos, could choose to self-identify. He reminded me that the Census Bureau couldn't force respondents to input all of the information that data collectors might want them to provide. And, in fact, a recent survey by the Pew Research Center found that about one in seven Afro-Latino adults, 800,000 of 6 million total, chose not to identify as Hispanic. Whether there are separate or combined race and ethnicity questions, there will still be a significant percentage of Afro-Latinos whose Latino backgrounds will remain hidden in the data. The information collected and reported by the census can never be perfect, as Arturo Vargas, the chief executive officer of the NALIO, National Association of Latino Elected and Appointed Officials, Educational Fund, told me, because this is all human nature. It's how people see themselves, and there is nothing that people tie themselves to more emotionally than their self-identity. Echoing him, Ramirez said, there is no perfect race question. I can tell you that right now. As part of its opposition to the proposed changes, the Coalition of Afro-Latino Groups has launched a letter-writing campaign, urged members to speak up at town halls, and held educational webinars. In one event, hosted by the Afro-Latinate Forum in early March called Why Counting Afro-Latinate's Matters, speakers said that they want non-Black Latinos to be honest when marking their race on the census and other federal documents, because recognizing one's identity is more than an expression of how one sees oneself. It is also an expression of one's social and political standing. As Dash Harris Machado, an independent filmmaker and the moderator of the conversation, put it, the census isn't the place to promote your ideology, to promote your beliefs, to promote what you think it should be, to promote fairy tales. It is what is in the lived, and material, and real. And so it is not a place to prove how Latina you are. Again, it's about being honest, honest, about how you are racialized in the world. This intra-Latino controversy is yet another example of how impossible a precise definition of Latino identity has become. The combined question might work best for most Latinos, it better aligns with how they see themselves, could lead to the collection of better data, and would acknowledge their racialization by others as non-white. Should Hispanic or Latino become a racial designation, as well as an ethnic one, however, it is hard to imagine what the shared racial characteristics of Latinos are. Proponents of the combined question say that the experience of anti-Latino discrimination defines Latinos as a race. This seems to grant too much power to non-Latinos to define who Latinos are and doesn't acknowledge how Latinos, even if they are racialized, are racialized differently depending on factors such as skin color and class background. It is also true that, despite copious research done by the Census Bureau and other agencies, some of the worries of the Afro-Latino coalition opposing the change, about the continued marginalization of Afro-Latinos within the broader Latino population, and the perpetuation of social, economic, and racial inequities among Latinos, could come to pass. I asked Nicholas Jones, of the Census Bureau, about the potential of the Afro-Latino coalition to gum up an initiative that he has spearheaded for the entirety of his almost 25-year career with the Bureau. He argued that, in fact, it represents an opportunity. The Bureau has met with Afro-Latino organizations for more than a decade, Jones noted. 
We were there, talking about why we felt that this new design would be better for all Americans to be able to self-identify in the way that they see themselves, to mark all that apply. We have those dialogues, he said. So now the opportunity is to potentially meet with some of these other groups who may not be as familiar with the research, to help them hear from the Census Bureau, this is what we did, this is what we found, and here's the data. Take a look at it for yourself. Ramirez chimed in. We conduct our research, and we present the data as it is, he said. And so, you know, yeah, we welcome the comments. This is why we're having a comment period. We want to hear from the American public. Diamond Suit